0: This episode of Talk Your Book is proudly brought to you by Honan, providing a complete range of insurance, risk, and financial solutions. Yeah, yeah. me up. told me to take a look, but stay bulls and talk that Get the money, get the money, get, get the money. Well, Gary Rollo, thanks very much for, uh, for coming back on the show. Um, really appreciate your time. I thought maybe you could start by just walking us through Montgomery Invest and uh, and particularly your role in that company for those that haven't heard you speak before.
1: Well, thanks, Chris, and thanks for having me back on. Um, yeah, Montgomery Investment, uh, the small cap fund. There, uh, myself and my partner Dominic Rose, we run that fund. Uh, we've been going for a couple of years under the Montgomery banner. Um, we've been raising a lot of capital, and performance has been kind. So. We're enjoying, um, we're enjoying what the small cap market has to offer here in
0: Australia. And what company did you want to speak about today?
1: Well, today's stock of choice is a company called Pentanet. Um, the ticker is 5GG. Uh, it's about, uh, let's call it $200 million market cap at the current kind of price on the screen, 160 million EV by the time we kind of collect the money from the options. It's a micro cat really, it listed last year. And um, it's probably uh, uh, new on most investors radar. And we've done the work, we think it's interesting and there's an interesting story behind
0: it. And so it's got a few uh, different business units, maybe talk us through what those different divisions are and, and we might step through a couple of them and then really focus focusing on, on, on one after that.
1: Sounds good. Now, um, it's primary business is it's a telecommunications business selling broadband uh, access to consumers. Um, It's based in Perth. It's only got West Coast operations. Uh, It's basically focused and made its name on providing high speed internet. The best quality internet is what they focused on. Now, the reason that they've gone after that market is something else that's in their DNA. And that something else is their gaming centric. And the other business, and this is the business that's led us to take the investment in the company, is it's a play on the emerging cloud gaming market here in Australia. Uh, This company is for sure early stage, only listed last year. It's a high-risk stock, but it's got high potential. And we need to take a long-term view. And what you'll hear from me over the course of our description of our investment thesis is what this company could look like. In a few years' time, and why we've positioned in in the company, and that's really what I'd like to talk about today.
0: So the gaming division, we'll get to and probably explore it in depth, seeing that that feels like it's 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 the most material part of the business for you. But before we get to that, talk me through their their fixed wireless business. They got forty three percent of their customers are in fixed wireless. What does that business model look like for those that aren't familiar with with fixed wireless um, operations?
1: Yes, yeah, sure. So. Um, Fixed wireless, what it really allows you to do is allows you to have your own network and carry your traffic over that network rather than reselling NBN. And obviously the economics for a reseller, well, they're pretty skinny. If you can get the CapEx up, build your own network and carry your own traffic, you keep it all. So that's the value in being a fixed wireless player. It obviously comes with a CapEx impost, but it allows you to make decent money. Um, so that's the interesting part of their story. And they've got a novel technology concept that they think adds value to their ability to consistently deliver high speed, not just on their own network, but also uh, a, a specific network topography. They've, they've come up with something called TerraGraph. It's a network solution that um, many have used overseas. It's, called, it's championed by Facebook. Um, Let's see if it works. That will get rolled out over time. And if it does, it will allow them a lower unit capital cost than traditional network builders will have. And that should confer some competitive advantage in that space. Look, we don't mind the telecom business, but as you've hinted, Chris, it's not the real reason we're there. Um, It's a small business today. We think it could be really competitive in Perth. And if it came over, to the East Coast with this lower unit capital cost technology embedded in it, they'd have a shot at building a network over here too. And what they do in cloud gaming could also bring them customers. So there is some symbiotic nature and we're not wanting to talk down about the telco business, but really why we are interested in this business is the volume growth opportunity that we're looking for in cloud gaming.
0: So they've got this war chest of about 30 million bucks. You've, you've mentioned that fixed wireless business is, is pretty capex heavy What sort of, how would you like them to view that money they've got sitting in their bank? Are you happy for them to to use a chunk of it on fixed wireless? Do you think they'll acquire more fixed wireless businesses to to get themselves some scale, particularly outside of Perth? Or do you think the fixed wireless business will grow perhaps slower than it would otherwise whilst they allocate more capital towards the the higher potential gaming business? So
1: their strategy involves investing in both at the same time. Um, the, the idea of them coming east hasn't been fully formulated yet. So there's no capital going to be deployed in building a network out east. Their capital will be deployed in growing their Perth business, and that's growing subs at around, I don't know, call it 1,500 uh, subs a quarter. It's not going to be too capex hungry. Where the capex is going to go and where we're reasonably excited about what that could bring is they're investing in the private cloud that is going to support what's called geoforce now their cloud gaming platform that's going to soak up a big chunk of capex uh, and that's how i think the stock will be measured how successful that cloud gaming um rollout will be will be really the measure of how the stock performs in in the in the medium term we think
0: well let's get into the cloud gaming it's um it's potentially a transformational time in, in gaming speaking to you but before the show in, in terms of um, some of the changes to how consumers game and, and use their console. So maybe take us through the, the top down view of gaming and the changes that, that are being implemented there. Sure. Well, just
1: as you suggest um, today's technology for high quality gaming, you've got two choices for that high quality gaming experience. You can have a PC, that specced up with uh, what's called a, a graphics, pro, graphics processing unit. So that's a high capex PC. And these things, if you build them yourself, it might cost you two grand and up. If you buy them in the shops, it's three grand and up. So it's a reasonable chunk of change to commit to gaming. Or you can go and buy yourself a console. You know, what are those things? Well, probably cost a lot in the secondhand market now because we, we can't get them in the shops. But let's call it for round number, something like $800, $1,000 type scenario. And the key for a gamer is graphics, the refresh rate and the quality of the game. And that's all down to that GPU, the graphics processing unit. The key company that makes those is NVIDIA. And we'll come to NVIDIA in a little minute. And that's the difference between a normal computer and those gaming computers, the incremental cost. Technology, as we know, is changing. And that's why we we love this space, right? You know, what was before gets impacted by changes and is no more. And someone else comes in, new business model and takes over. That business model, we've talked about it before, Chris, is cloud. And cloud is coming to gaming. And what cloud is going to do is instead of having that high cost computer sitting on the edge of your desk at home that only operates as a gaming machine one or two hours a day, you know, you, you're you going to host that grunt required to deliver that high cost, that high quality gaming experience in a data center. And you're gonna be streaming your game like you stream your Netflix today. That's the innovation that's coming. So that's gonna be a massive shift in the market. And as we've seen, when we lower the unit capital cost of entry into a market, you expand the market. And not only are we gonna see market share change hands, we're gonna see the market grow because you'll be able to play games, super sexy quality on something like this, or your dad's old computer that can't do anything. It's going to be an experience like that. So you're going to bring a whole heap of gamers into the market that previously couldn't enjoy it. And we've already seen this happen in the gaming market, because consoles, they're basically stripped down computers for as low cost as you can get with some extra high purpose, high quality assets in there. That was, you know, there's, there's no other purpose for a console apart from expanding the size of the market by making that computer as low cost as you can and dedicated, they expanded the size of the market. So we've already seen this in the gaming market. And just to give you a sense of it, you know, half the gaming market's on consoles today and half's on PCs. There's about 12 million gamers or something like that in Australia. So look, we're excited about what cloud will bring in terms of a change to the market. Now I mentioned NVIDIA to you. So NVIDIA, they are, the prime maker of those graphics processing units and the market for that for them they have about 200 million users on those gpus around the world they've come out and said that when they move to cloud gaming they're expecting the cloud gaming market for them to be a five times the size so that should give you a sense of their idea of the profound nature of this shift that this technology event will will bring. Now, we don't know if that's gonna happen, that's their forecast, but they've seen this before, they're the experts. So what we're trying to do at at our small cap fund is drive that volume growth scenario into the portfolio and find a company that plays on that. And we think Pentanet is a play on that. Um, They have done a deal with that industry leader, NVIDIA. Um, NVIDIA have a cloud gaming platform called GeoForce Now it's in the market in the US and Europe and some other countries. It has 10 million subs. Not all those subs are paying right enough, but the seeds of the business have been set. It was launched in February 2020 and already at 10 million subs. So we think you know, this thing's got some viral characteristics and there's a market waiting for this right here. Pentanet will launch the service according to their previous disclosures in October at some time. Let's see if they do, but it's imminent. And that's, uh, I think, a big catalyst for this company. Um, Pentanet will be the distributor for the for the um, GeoForce Now platform here. It's got 800 plus games on it. And they've got a one year exclusivity from launch in the market. Now Pentanet's challenge is to get this offering out there in the market, get market share while it's kind of like virgin market type territory. And they've done um, some pre-marketing signups, etc. We've got some stats on that if you're interested, Chris.
0: That'd be good. So just before we get to them digging in on NVIDIA in countries like the US and, and Europe, they go direct to the consumer. In some of the smaller markets, they use distributors, and, that, and that's sort of where Pentanet fit in. What do you think Pentanet need to do to ensure that that one-year distribution agreement extends into two to three to four to five? And what are the risks that NVIDIA take that back inboard and, and go direct to consumer here?
1: Chris, that's a great question. And when we introduced the stock idea here, we said it's high risk and high risk for us means that management aren't in control of all the externalities that can hit their business. And this is certainly one. Now, what they can do to influence NVIDIA's decision is uh, do a cracking job. I mean, historically, NVIDIA have used the channel to distribute their product. It was graphics processing units, So electronics retailers and going to the sort of big box manufacturers and and, and giving them the components and leaving them to retail the product. And so that's in their DNA. I think they respect the channel a bit like Microsoft does in terms of they understand how important it is. Now they've gone direct in the US and they've gone direct in some countries in Europe. I think that was a scale play. Look, we could have a scale business there. No disrespect to my fellow Australians. That's not the play here in Australia. Now that's not to say that over time that might not change. But what we think will happen is if Pentanet do a good job, then Pentanet will be supported to grow the market. And there is an economic clip for for NVIDIA in this deal. They will take a a royalty share of the revenue. And so perhaps the economics for NVIDIA are already being compensated to some extent. And we also see that um, if Pentanet do that good job, you you might consider that um, they'll be supported in uh, growing the market here. Because at the end of the day, um, what, what NVIDIA want is as many users onto this platform as possible. And I think what Pentanet bring over other potential distributors here in Australia is that connection to the gaming community, understanding um, what they want. I mean, can you imagine, I uh, don't want to talk bad about anyone, but some of the large telcos here trying to build gaming portals that hook in, you know, that type of community it it doesn't seem to sit well with their brands and who they are so um, it's a possibility can't rule it out it's in our risk bucket but uh, we think the company's got a good shot at delivering an outcome for themselves and for nvidia that nvidia will probably see as uh, a good distribution partner type scenario in the future in australia
0: and that, I guess, explains the relevance of the eSports team that Pentanet have. When you go on their website, you see their eSports team. That's, I guess, part of building that community within the, the gaming community and not just trying to be an outsider coming in to, to profit off, uh, you know, an exponential growth trend.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt inside Pentanet's DNA is, is gaming and a sense of innovation. You can see how they've tackled the telco market to lift um, the quality resilience and speed rates in their network. And they've done that not because they want to have a good telco network, but because they want to have a good platform to go to gamers with. And um, they recognize that's a key input and they've worked on that. And you can see with the novel technology they're looking to bring into that network that they're not, not sitting back, they're keeping on trying to push it. So yeah, the the ability to connect with that community is their differentiating factor as a distributor here in Australia, and we think that counts for something and let's see if they can deliver the type of volume growth in the short run that justifies NVIDIA's selection of them as a distributor.
0: And talk me through some of the volume growth that, that you guys are, are forecasting. Well,
1: um, here, it's crystal ball time, finger here, because the market's got you know, nothing in it today. We have some clues, um, and here here are the clues. If you look at the technology stack that NVIDIA use for their network in the US, and you know, I, I like looking at these things. I apologize, my wife is probably bored of me talking about computers, but that's the way I am. If you look at that over there, they, that platform is what um, uh, Pentanet have bought over here. And that per pod, because that's what they've invested in, one gaming pod type thing, 36 servers, huge machine, um, that can support anywhere between 30 and 40,000 subscribers. We've, we've got that kind of metric. And so what I've done is I've gone away and looked at the unit cost from a capital point of view and also the cost structure to support that gaming platform in its DC environment, its data center environment. And I kind of work out if that's full and the idea is you would add pod after pod after pod, you get pretty good economics. I mean, I've looked at some of the other clouds that some other companies have built, like the one that we introduced when we did the Macquarie Telecom discussion, They make great economics. I think these guys are going to make good economics a bit alongside alongside like that. So um, for us, the economics stack up. And so if you think in blocks of like 20, 30,000 subs, maybe them paying somewhere between 15 and 20 bucks a month, that's your revenue model. And like I say, the costs that are involved in supporting that revenue model drop through good returns on capital. now, What sort of a payback
0: period can you have with, with those sort of numbers? Yeah, I,
1: I think it's going to be
0: sub of a year wow. at, scale, at scale.
1: Now, of course, I'm not investing in, in this company because um, what the next few months of numbers or next years of numbers are. I'm investing in this company because I see it as an option value on what this business looks like at scale. And that's the difference. You know, what the company does in the next few months of rolling this out, I'll, I'll be all over, but it's not going to change my mind. The thing that would change my mind is if I don't think they will be a participant at scale in this business. So I'll give you a couple of, uh, uh, I've signed my son up for this because I'm too embarrassed to sign <laughs> myself up. But um, he's been doing all the quests that Pentanet have put onto the platform. And there are, I think, 40,000 people already pre-signed up with their gaming handle and that's the thing that everyone on you're playing against gets to see. They get to see your name on the, on the thing. So, um, you know, you, they've got enough interest to get a decent level of subs that could demonstrate the unit economics of this business. And that for an investor is super exciting because once you demonstrate the unit economics, everyone gets to see them and they can see the volume growth. And that's really what the investment thesis around this is. We, we can see the technology shifting. We know the market's there. We just haven't seen it in Australia. And how big could this be? Unit economics have gone away and costed it, and I can see the capital, and I think it's got good economics. And that's really what has d- driven us to make this investment. It's a micro cap. It comes with risks, you know, bring all the qualifiers to the table. But, you know, I don't have all my, po- my whole portfolio in stocks like this. I only have a part of it, and that's the benefit that I get in running a book that has multiple stocks, I can take risks like this. And, you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And if it does, we'll do rather well. That's the idea.
0: And what will be the revenue split between NVIDIA and Pentanet?
1: Now, that's not been disclosed. In different industries, it does vary. But I think it's realistic to assume that it will be significant. And I've assumed that in my calculations. And significant is something in that quarter to a third, maybe even more. So, when I've been sitting running my calculations, I've thought, you know, about a third of this revenue is going to go to NVIDIA. Now, NVIDIA don't do nothing here. They've engineered all the technology stack. Now, admittedly, our good friends at Pentanet are buying that. But what they get with it is the content. So, all of these games, right? And NVIDIA have to, you know, manage all of those content suppliers, pay for them all, all that kind of stuff. And also, there's a, you know, a whole tech, a whole technology layer, a software piece that runs that hardware that enables you to effectively virtualize it and provide many thousands of sessions all across Australia concurrently, and that's that's not easy, and it's it's value. So, you know, our good friends at Pentanet, they are paying for something, yes, in the royalty, but they're getting something back in return that enables the business. So that's commerce. We're happy with that.
0: Beautiful. It's uh, it's one of the. The things I enjoy about doing this show, I, uh, I had a look at this business and I just really thought for a 200 mil market cap fixed wireless business based out of Perth, I was, uh, I was scratching my head. So to come on and, and hear you explain the thesis and, uh, you know, particularly that gaming division and, and what it could be is, um, you know, one of the, one of the joys of being able to do this show. So thanks for walking me through it and, and thanks for coming back on.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure. I really enjoy myself every time, Chris, and uh, you look after yourself and thanks
0: for the time. Thanks, Gary. This episode of Talk Your Book was proudly brought to you by Honan, who go beyond a transactional insurance broker to deliver better outcomes for their clients. If you're enjoying Talk Your Book, make sure you subscribe to Chris Judd Invest. Nothing you hear today should be considered investment advice. Please do your own research and seek out your own financial advisor before committing any capital to these markets.